The Make My Damn Movie Podcast contains explicit language. Listener discretion advised. I'm Mark Reynolds. And I'm Tom Swain. And we discuss the film and entertainment industry spotlighting seven original screenplays, which must be produced. A little bit later on, we're going to discuss taking complete scenes out of a screenplay. Yeah. Scenes that have been in there for many drafts. This is scary to it a lot of people. It is very scary. We'll talk about that in, in a bit, maybe. Now, uh... Let me lead here with the Radioactive Rant podcast. It's there. It's out. Go it's, to RadioactiveRant.com. Yeah. Go it's to the podcast active. page. Check out our new podcast about ranting. Duh. <laughs> it is on a couple of platforms, but it's new. Yeah. So, you know, Apple's going to be dragging their ass heels mm-hmm. or their heels ass or whatever. And, and uh, But it's on like Spotify and yeah, Stitcher. Yeah, it's up right now. On, and it's on Spotify. a website. Radioactive.com. Yes. Go to the website. So go do that. Now, I have a couple of things we got to iron out here, but mm-hmm. I have a question for you. This happened uh, to me. Brenda gave me a lovely gift for Christmas the Bose noise canceling yeah. headphones, which I love mm-hmm. because well, this is exactly, <laughs> I, I can kind of explain Cancel. this, okay? So I'll have them in mm-hmm. on the noise canceling function, listening to music. Yeah. And I'll look up, and I'll see Brenda's mouth moving. And then I'm just like, huh? What? What are you saying? And then I'll turn them off and... Uh-huh. Okay. And I'll put them back on. Uh, yeah. And then I'll, I'll take them off. Uh-huh. Put them back on. So clearly they're better back on. Anyway, I digress. I need to digress. Uh, yeah. Um, so they broke. <gasps> Two months after, you know, she purchased them. What? They broke. And when I was reading the reviews on these, mm-hmm. I'm going to say half of them, half of the reviews I read were like, they break after a month or two. Uh, they're both. Like, really? They're supposed I, to be good. Tell me about it. And they're great. Uh-huh. I mean, fantastic. <laughs> I mean, for the, it drowns that out. <laughs> so fantastic. <laughs> anyway. So I say to Brenda, oh, well, they got to go back. Yeah. And she's like, well, the expiration on the Amazon, she got them on Amazon, is right. over, but they have a year warranty. Oh, okay. So, so here's the phone number. Take care of it. I'm like, wait, <laughs> wait, wait. Hold up on that car wash. Uh-huh. Wouldn't that be for her to do? <laughs> and I can't tell you how many gifts I've gotten that have been duds or something. Yeah. And it's like, oh, well, I got to return. You know, well, yeah, you need it. You gave it to me. So you, but now it's turned around and I have to do all the work for something that she got me. That doesn't seem right, does it? Wait a second. Okay. You've gotten gifts for Christmas and you say to the person that gave you the gift, Mm -hmm. you must return this gift because I, Mark Reynolds, don't like the gift. Because it broke. (laughs) Oh, so I'm wrong? I wish I could have done that in the past. Okay. All right. Oh, man. Okay. I thought for sure that I was in the right. 
because I normally am, at least in my head. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh. There you go. Well, that explains a lot of things. So I guess uh, we're going to go with uh, I have to do all the work and the legwork and Sounds return like them. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. In an earlier podcast, we brought up the TV show Last Man Standing, and there's a couple oh. of things we need to address about that right now. Okay. okay. First, I got a billion emails calling out you, Tom, Me. for saying that Hector Elizondo, who plays Ed Elzate on Last Man Standing, is white. You said just another rich white guy, and it went yeah. totally over my head. He's not a white guy. He's of Basque and Puerto Rican descent. As a matter of fact, and you watch the show, his character often mentions his Basque yeah. background. Basque so, is European. Okay, I don't I'm just know about you. the Puerto Rican descent. Second, I have a major problem with you, again, uh. about that show. Uh. Why do you say to Brenda uh-huh. that the character Mike Baxter on Last Man Standing, <laughs> played by Tim Allen, is me? <laughs> Why? It just hit me after it, you left. It's it's all of it. Like, what? The no hugging. How do you? He, he makes oh, a thing. Hug. No hugging. I hug. Don't ever I'm a try to hug Mark. <laughs> no, really. He don't. will. He will push you, shun you away. Yes, he will. And. I have to kind of segue into this. When I was working at CBS Radio, Uh a new TV sitcom was premiering on CBS and was heavily promoted on all the CBS radio stations. So a lot of people that work for the network checked it out, okay? Mm -hmm. It was called Becker, starring Ted Danson about a curmudgeonly, (laughs) easily annoyed doctor (laughs) named John Becker. And several people... (laughs) At that fucking radio station Uh came up to me the next day after it had premiered and said, that Becker guy reminds me of you, Mark. (laughs) Several people did. (laughs) Listen. Curmudgeonly. I have a fucking tender heart, you assholes. (laughs) I mean, I must give off this awful vibe. (laughs) Terrible vibe. Interesting sidebar, though. Check this out. Nancy Travis Mm -hmm. currently stars in Last Man Standing. Oh, yeah. She also starred in the later seasons of Becker. Holy shit. Ah? Weird. Ah? Anyway, I'm pissed at you and those assholes back at CBS. (laughs) Scumbags. I hated them anyway, but it is what it is. Go to MakeMyDamnMovie.com and go to the message page if you'd like to send us a message. Yeah. You don't have to. And I'm really not encouraging it. Please do. But uh, if you must, you can do that. Because we read messages Mm -hmm. from the likes of you folks. A lot of them. Yeah, we have a a lot of them to read. Here we go. Okay. Bennett, Wilmington, North Carolina. Notice the bitching and moaning messages about Mark going off on George Bailey have eased lately. No, I get plenty of messages about that. Just don't read them. I just don't read them because they're stupid as shit. (laughs) Alan, Toronto, Canada. Love that you mentioned Grindhouse movies. I like to watch those because it makes me feel like a brilliant writer. (laughs) Well, yeah, yeah. that would. But you're probably not, though. (laughs) Sorry. Oh, Canada. Sorry, Uh, Alan. Victoria, Oakland, California. I heard you guys pointing out some of the characters on the TV show Last Man Standing bragging about being rich. I agree. What's the point? Uh, 
See, we were right. Now, listen, and I the- am rich, okay? <laughs> I'm not shoving it in your face you're, on a stupid TV show. You're not yacht rich. Yet. <laughs> yeah. I could get a yacht. Mm. I would rather someone else get me a yacht <laughs> than me get a yacht. Dirk, Sandy Springs, Georgia. The idiot that sent the email essentially imploring Mark not to out him as being an asshole (laughs) was enjoyable. I, too, was in the radio industry a while back in the 90s and knew plenty of people like him. And there were a lot of them. Mm -hmm. There really were. Which leads me to the question, were you an asshole, Uh Dirk? I mean, Dirk. (laughs) Your name is Dirk. I know a lot of Dirks. 50-50 with that name. Just saying. Sorry, pal. Sorry. Madeline, Denver, Colorado. I love that Muriel's wedding was brought up on the Make My Damn Movie podcast, one of my all-time faves. There you go, Mark. There you go. Some praise from somebody that watched one of my movies. Yeah. But she liked it already, so it really doesn't count. Well, at least she wrote in and told you. Yeah, but she didn't watch it because of me. Mm. Oh, yeah. So, Madeline, you're dead to me. (laughs) Ezra, Overland Park, Kansas. Kansas. (sighs) <sighs> I'm still pissed about the whole Becker last man standing thing. I, gotta tell you, I can't even speak. That's what I'm going to use as my excuse. Ezra Overthevin. I keep checking the Radioactive Rant website because you guys keep saying to listen to the new podcast and that's where I'll find it. Maybe you shouldn't promote something that is never there. Well, huh. suck it. It's there now. That's right. So there you have it. Those were your messages. Those were your messages. We hope to hear from you next time. Ezra. (laughs) I'll give you Ezra. That made no sense. Okay, so there you go. If you want to send us a message, go ahead. You want to be berated? Go ahead. Do it. Be my guest. Last man standing. It's good. Well, uh, it was good. Becker. Yeah, well, you know what? That show was great Mm -hmm. up until... I think season five was the last really yeah. good yeah. episode. Then they started bringing on the Cousin Olivers and changing characters. Yeah, what the hell? And it was like, okay, I am done with this. Just like every sitcom, stop after five. Yes. Five years, that's it. Most everything. Except for Seinfeld. Right. They pulled it off they except really for the very did. except for the final episode. Yeah. They did. They, they pulled were, it off. They were done. In their heads, they had moved on. Uh-huh. Okay, can we do the stupid movie quotes game? I think I'll sync this up rather well. Here, let's see if we can do it. Uh, The movie quotes game where I read a movie quote and you try to tell me from it. It's thing and stuff. Kill me. Here's your first one. Okay. You can take your thumb out of my ass any time now, Carmen. I'm going to read that again. You can take your thumb out of my ass anytime now. Carmine. So I said the name wrong. Carmen. Carmen. So it's Carmine. Yeah. You can take your thumb out of my ass anytime now. Carmine. The can only, we stop doing this, Joe? The only Carmine I know is from, uh, what is it? With mm-hmm. the, the old sitcom. Yeah, you don't know. No. Marion Wormer, Animal House. At the very end. Shit. It's great. That's a great line. Uh, we were just talking about. Wait, no, we were talking about Porky's. Yeah, when the, when the guys try to kill everyone in the stands yeah. at the parade. 
And she goes flying up in the air, and the mayor is Carmine. Holy crap. Dean Wormer's wife. And then she's kind of like laying next to him, and she's like, you can take your thumb out of my ass any time now, Carmine. It's very funny. <laughs> I'm going to watch that again. You're good. <laughs> Number two. Oprah, Barbara Walters, your wife. You got to fuck one, kill one, and marry one. Go. <laughs> That's easy. <laughs> that went on. Come on, you don't know that? I, I oh, don't. Dale don't Doback, John C. Riley, stepbrother. I can't believe you didn't get that. <laughs> ah, you should have got. And That's I didn't mispronounce bad, anything there. No, you didn't. Next one, Shit. last one. Thank God. <laughs> May I make a suggestion? Try not drinking so early in the morning because you smell like a gin mill. Oh, oh my please. God. No. This is, this is another one that's going to be painful. Come back to bite you. Mary. Cameron Diaz. Uh, it's something, something about, about there's something Mary. about Mary. Oh, well. Ah! <laughs> I got that one. I can't believe that. Carmine. Yes. Uh, Laverne and Shirley. Uh, that's the show I was trying to think of. Oh, yeah. Carmine, Carmine the Goosey or something. I don't know. Who cares? Okay. Uh, we're going <laughs> to continue. They'll probably be on these cards. The TV trivia cards from Trivial Pursuit from the 30s mm -hmm. that I found in my garage without the game. Okay. I'm going to read a question from yeah. the card. Yeah. And they're old. Yes. And you did really well last time. Oh, yeah. You I did got, really surprisingly well. The one you didn't get was Alan Alda's nickname in MASH, which was Hawkeye, which was yeah, the easiest one I thought. I thought it was easy. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Buddy Epson starred in the series Northwest Passage, Barnaby Jones, and what third series? Really? <laughs> Buddy Epson? Buddy Epson. The Beverly Hillbillies. Fuck! Oh, man. I can't believe that. Oh, oh, oh. What was the name of the fort on the TV show F Troop? I mm. never watched that. Oh. <laughs> Fort Courage. Mm. Fort Courage. That does sound familiar. What was the occupation of Red Fox in Sanford and Son? He was a uh, 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 garbage guy. He uh, was. He, uh, you're close. A uh, 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 blank dog. A blank dog. Oh, yeah. One of those things. Junk, Junk man. man. Junkyard oh, guy. I really should have got that. <sighs> I knew it. Um, here's your last one. <laughs> I don't want to do this. Why are we doing this? What are we doing yeah. here? All right. Who played Ginger Grant in Gilligan's Island? <laughs> oh, come on. I don't know her name. All I know Everyone her Everyone knows Ginger. her name. Marianne. Tina, Tina Louise. I don't know the that. Actor. Oh, come on. She was just Ginger. That's disappointing that you didn't get that. Because that's a good one. Yeah. And she's a good one. She She is. was really attractive, that one. Mm -hmm. But I was more a Marianne really? fan. Yeah, than Ginger. I was more of a Mrs. Howell. Yeah. <laughs> well, in honesty, I was a professor. You know. Yeah. Very attractive man. 
Very handsome. And smart. Yes, very smart. But he never got him off the fucking island. And he never got them. No. You know? That's th- weird. You would think that there would be just nothing but a bang fest <laughs> on that island. You know? But sadly, there never was. <laughs> no. Gilligan's Bang Fest. There's your I'm, new porno movie. I'm sure that's that's been done a hundred times. Yeah. I don't want right. to see it. That uh, will not be on our... Staff picks. Because <laughs> it's the Make My Damn Movie Staff Picks, where we attempt to force you to watch movies that we like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I never understood that. I mean, I was thinking, man, if I was on that island, you know, <laughs> and you got the hunky professor and you got the nice Ginger. looking girl. I mean, he would he should have just shunned the other ones away. He could have easily poisoned all the men. He could have easily done that, but you know, Gilligan and the skipper just look in the mirror. Yeah. Well, do they have a mirror? But anyway, you know, you're ugly, fat, stupid. Yeah. Okay. And then Mr. Howell, you can watch. <laughs> Cuz you know you want to. Right. You shit lick. You bitch. Wow. Go ahead. <laughs> that took a turn. <laughs> ugly. See? I am curmudgeonly. <laughs> if I'm going to be accused of it, uh-huh. I might as well go Just all the way. Own up to it. Um, go ahead. Go first with Me? your stat pick. Yeah, sure. All right. Mine Uh-oh. is uh-huh. Kung Fury. Really? Yes. <laughs> I just watched it <laughs> again. Like the other it. day, I'm like, oh, my God. This movie... <laughs> It's good. It's one, it's one of my favorite comedies. Yeah, it's just a straight up comedy. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. It uh, was made in 2015, mm-hmm. written, directed, and starred David Sandberg. Yep. Set in the 80s in Miami. Kung Fury must stop some guy named Adolf Hitler from becoming the Kung Fu master. And Adolf calls himself the Kung Fuhrer. Kung Fuhrer. <laughs> it's good. It's got everything. It's got time travel. Well, it's got cobras riding jet skis. It's got Viking women riding dinosaurs. It doesn't have everything. Does it have Thurston Howell the Third watching the Professor bang Marianne and Ginger in a three way? Probably in the outtake somewhere. We got to get off that. <laughs> Please. Be ill. Is that it? Are you done? Uh, there's so much more I could say about this, but yes, I'm done. Just go out. It's Go good. See it. It's on YouTube. It good. It's only like a half hour and some change. Yeah. I think it's like 45 minutes, isn't it? It seems like it, it was a while back, but I saw it. It begins and ends it's real fun. quick because okay. it's <laughs> in your face. It is. Well, that kind of makes mine look like a dud. <laughs> I chose Baghdad Cafe. Oh, that's a good one. From 1987. It stars CCH Pounder. Jack Palance and a bunch of people you probably never heard of. Yeah. But still a great movie. Jack Palance is the star of that. I think he is. So a German tourist called Jasmine mm-hmm. has this argument with her husband after they encounter car trouble, which leaves them stranded on some desolate highway in the American Southwest. Yeah. This movie feels dusty. Yeah. It's, it's just, in the desert. It encapsulated the uh, Joshua Tree area. Of yes. Southern California. Absolutely. So this Jasmine, this German lady, is mm-hmm. pissed off at the husband. She storms off on foot to the nearest outpost of civilization, yeah. which is the Baghdad Cafe. That's right. Now, she hangs out there, but she butts heads with the owner named Brenda. Uh, yeah. Hmm? There you go. But soon they become unlikely buddies, which I really like, and her short stay ends up becoming a long stay. Yeah. 
as Jasmine finds her niche within this eccentric group of people, which I love this band of misfits. And it's a truck stop community. Right. So it's so freaking cool. If you haven't seen it, check out Baghdad Cafe. I think I'm going to edit out a lot of that Gilligan banging whatever. (laughs) (laughs) A little much. (laughs) Gross. Yeah. Okay. Are we done? Oh, no. We got to do the thing. <laughs> Wait a second. I'm ready to go. <laughs> Trust me. All right. So today we were going to talk a little bit about, and again, we're not doing, I'm not doing, we're not doing, no one's doing lessons anymore on this show. No lessons for you. Okay. Because this show is called Make My Damn Movie. <laughs> and I'm, Emphasis on the my. Yes. And we need to definitely get back to that. Yeah. Like the early episodes, like the salad days. Yes, the salad days. So, fuck you (laughs) if you're looking for some kind of, here's what you do, because you're not going to listen anyway. Mm -hmm. No, they're not. No one listens. No one. Let's just put that on the table. No, they don't. So, I think that revamping entire scenes in your script is hard to do. Uh, Yeah. It takes guts to remove and completely rework a scene that's been in your script forever. Yeah. We're talking about fully established scenes. Yes. That have been in there almost since the beginning. It's like a comfy slipper. Right. It always feels right. But is it? You ignore all of the uh, nasty stains and the smell coming from them. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you got to have big balls to pull something like that off. And I think I've mentioned before that I possess a huge coin purse. (laughs) And that's all there is to it. Okay. Anyway, (laughs) the scenes sometimes get looked over because they've been in there so long. Now, we're going to talk about one of my fantastic Fabu screenplays (laughs) called Hit Escape. And it's a good one. It's really, really good. (sighs) And I'll read the log line. And people are probably, oh, wow, that logline gets read a lot. Fuck you! Whoa! It's going to be read again, bitch. (laughs) See, I'm taking control. Yeah, taking over the audience. That's right. So, hit escape. A despondent L.A. lawyer is transported back to 1983 Daytona Beach in her 18-year-old body to relive a day she's been longing for and faces having to make a choice to stay and carve out a new path in life or return to the present. You notice what a radio star I am or was? I didn't pop any peas. That's a talent. No bitches. See, I'm going to call everyone bitches from now on. I like it. Bitches. You're okay. going to get letters now, or messages. I had a scene in there where the MacGuffin, so to speak, the device, the person that helps this lead character go back in time right. to 1983 into her 18-year-old body with her 50-plus-year-old mind, mind you're right. and memories. Mm-hmm. So she's there. So that's that, right? So I decided that this guy was going to kind of pop in every once in a while while she's back in the eighties unexpectedly. Okay. And I had a scene in there where she's going to get her car serviced at a Jiffy Lube type place. And this guy, his name is Andy, is there working at the Uh car place, at the lube place. So she comes in, 
blah, blah, blah. They have dialogue. And we always liked that scene because of the dialogue, the dialogue was so, was and it's just funny. And it was in there and in there. And we'd read the screenplay and I'd read it to you. And we'd just go through that part and mm-hmm. we'd die laughing. And we're like, it's gold done. And it occurred to me, this is all taking place in Daytona beach, Florida. Right. So I thought, why is she going to this Jiffy Lou place when she only has a couple of hours, a few hours to live in this day she's been longing for? Right. Earlier, her parents, when she sees her parents again, the dad's like, go get the car service. service. Right. But, and I always thought, yeah. why? First of all, why is she doing that in the <laughs> middle of her day? She's like, oh, I got to go get the car service because I was using that as a device to get her to see she Andy. See Andy, yeah. Okay. So I thought, for, and it always bothered me, didn't it? I'm like, why uh-huh. would she do that? That's your that's your clue. Yeah. To so I went back to the parents scene. And changed that, so he, I just took that out mm-hmm. and changed the scene in the Jiffy Lube to this guy not working in the Jiffy Lube, Andy not working in the Jiffy Lube, but Andy working at a dune buggy rental place there you go. on the beach in Daytona. 1980, whatever. So visually, it's like, wow, mm-hmm. you see more beach. And, and she is she with, with her, her friend. friend. Which is a key part of the right. movie. So her... her Childhood Story. friend through high school. Mm-hmm. They are friends as adults as well and both live in California. Right. But she's, of course, back visiting this day. The friend is still in her in that day. Right. In that time. Nothing has changed. Nothing has changed for that friend. Right. Okay. So when we went to the Jiffy Lube, the friend wasn't there. Exactly. And again, I thought, well, this is a great opportunity because she would want to spend as much time with this buddy of hers, so now they both go to the... There's a reason That's for them. It. I'm not going to get into the whole thing. But there's a reason now for them to go. But it's the same dialogue. Right, right. Just it's a different the same, place. They're talking about the same stuff. Right. It's just, yeah, the scenery has completely changed. Now, I don't know if I explained that well enough. But you I did. think I did. <laughs> and if you didn't get it, then you might want to kind of rewind and listen again. <laughs> To the brilliance that's pouring. Oh, I just popped a pee. Fuck. Oh. Fuck it. Fuck it. Wow. Fuck it. <laughs> that just goes on and on. The gifts. All right. Gift that keeps on. Giving. But okay, you got it. Yeah. Okay. It's important to get in there, and if there's something bothering you about a certain scene, maybe change it up a little bit. You know what? It, what it did for get me. Get rid of it. It turned out that it was a scene I loved. I loved the dialogue. So I thought, well, I can't change it then. But of course you can change it. You're it's, like, oh, God, you can change anything yes. in your screenplay. And I am. Whatever like you want. So <laughs> A radio God. A radio God. And just the God. In my opinion. <laughs> what you got to do is you got to like kind of look at things that you're comfortable with. Mm-hmm. That's what I did. I took this delightful story and a part that was always there that I loved. I think that's one of the best parts because of the dialogue. Right. And I just changed the scenery, but kept the dialogue. Mm-hmm. And now it just fits so well. It's more better. It is more better. <laughs> And I really think it made such a difference in that screenplay. I can't believe what a difference it made. Yeah, it adds to the story. Absolutely. Richness. Because now you see the beach and all the activity going on instead of just being in a garage. Right. 
in Florida. Who the fuck wants to see that? <laughs> and without her friend, minus her exactly. friend. Exactly. That's it. And the whole point is for her to kind of relive that day to see if she wants to stay in that time. Mm. It's a whole thing. So producers, if you're listening it's and you're a, not yes. thoroughly confused, <laughs> good for you for one. And number two, go to makemydamnmovie.com, go to the screenplays page and request a PDF copy of the script. It's a very well cared for script. All it is. are, really. What you just but, said was literally told to me. Oh. Wow, this was a well-cared-for script. Well, it's by, true, by, because by, you uh, go Hollywood. in and really tighten things up like that, mm -hmm. and you're not afraid of changing scenes like that. Yeah, it's yeah, very important, again, for me to do this. I don't <laughs> care! <laughs> <sighs> I'm getting really frustrated about a lot of things, mm -hmm. but basically... I need to get these made <laughs> so I don't have to do this fucking podcast Wait, anymore. Wait, no. That's the bottom that's, line. That's it. Magic 8-Ball. Will I get this movie, Hit Escape, made into a motion picture? Uh-oh. Maybe not. Oh! Son of a bitch! You! <laughs> Shit, man! <laughs> <laughs> I give up because I go by what this fucking thing does. We says. do, yeah. So and the death podcast over. Okay, <laughs> I'm good with that. Where's the thing? Okay, fuck you. Go to makemydamnmovie.com. Not taking it off. And no uh, more makemydamnmovie.com. Oh, no, all, all gone. Get this damn thing made yeah. for him, please. Maybe we'll return. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>